0: Coming up on the Star Wars Report podcast, new cast announcement for The Mandalorian, as well as more info on that Star Wars hotel at Disney World. Let's talk about it right now. Oh, holy, holy hot ham sandwich. It's the Star Wars Report. Hey, guys. I'm your host, Riley Bland so glad you've decided to join us good morning good afternoon good evening please delete as appropriate i I timed appropriate with a little little drum beat there right catch that mark
1: no, the music's only
0: in your headphones. <laughs> oh. Oh.
1: I'm playing along. So. I, I believe you. <laughs>
0: oh, I got you. <laughs> that's exciting. Well, just trust yeah, me. It, that's it. what happened. It, was, it worked out really well. Uh, dude, it's good to talk to you, man. Good to be back in the seat uh, talking some Star Wars, and uh, that's what we're here to do. So without uh, further... Actually, you know what's funny? Uh, I actually put it here just because it reminded me, because I was going back into the old archives for the Star Wars Report audio library... And, uh, let's see, let's see, where is it here? Uh, I, I found this old thing from the Bothan Report, because when we used to do segments with you, you kind of played the, the crazy third wheel to me and Bethany.
1: Yeah, the EU correspondent. Yeah, like the title alone says he's a little out there. A,
0: a lot, yeah, I don't know, guys. It's uh, he's a little in. Yeah, he's gonna bring up the Yusan Vong again. Um, but, <laughs> but did your shot glass, Rick? So back in the day, guys, when we introduced Mark Hurleman on the show's predecessor, the Bothen Report, um, which is going back like eight years now, um, this is how I would do it. <laughs> And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Boston Reports EU Correspondent, Mark So yeah,
1: It's
0: always good to be here! So, I feel like I just had to give you that intro again. I just felt like nice. it. Nice. <laughs> Don't you just feel more pumped now? I do,
1: I do. I do. There were a lot of cues, like, even back on the EU cast days, like, when you'd play Back in Black, when
0: we were back after being gone for three episodes, uh, like, Yeah! Well, We're coming in hot <laughs> it's it's sometimes hard, easy to forget how most of the people most of you guys listening to this show now probably started listening in the last actually i know for a fact just looking at our numbers the vast majority of you guys listening to the show right now started listening after the um disney acquisition mm-hmm. um and what's funny is that uh, that was a w- that was a weird and different era of podcasting in the Star Wars fandom uh, than the pre-Disney era. And we'll have to talk about it at some point. But uh, now is not that time. Now is the time. Uh, we got to blaze forward. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Thing, blaze there's forward. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Into <laughs> the news. We have something to report. The so closer, I have the news. Data brought to us by the Boston Spies. It's, it's a transmission. transmission. It is. listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, updates on The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I just have to do that because it's, uh, it's like a Western. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Uh, Pedro Pascal is set to not just star in, but according to Variety, a very reliable source when it comes to Star Wars news, um, he is set to star. He's been tapped to star, selected to star, chosen from on high. Uh, He's our but, new leader. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, oh, look, Variety has an ad. <laughs> I'm, isn't that great? Uh, Pedro Pascal uh, is now the official lead of the Mandalorian Get Hyped People. Um, Mandalorian, of course, we've been talking about it. It's the first series announced that's heading to this Disney Plus streaming platform, which the more I talk about, the more excited I get, Mark. Right, um,
1: I'm I'm with you on that. I was like, uh, I was reluctantly, you know, another I'm monthly have to get this for my Star Wars. But then I'm like, I'm seeing more content, and I'm like, this is worth it. This this is a yeah. Disney Netflix, and I'm excited for that.
0: Yes, yes, it is. Um, now, if you guys are like Pedro Pascal, who's that? Now he's um he's the dude what played Oberyn in the Viper, the Viper in Game of yeah. Thrones for you Game of Thrones fans. He's also I haven't seen it. But he also is a stars as like a DA agent or something in Narcos. Um, oh, see,
1: I haven't seen that one. I did watch him in oh, was it The Great Wall with Matt Damon, uh, where they went up against the iguana dragons. That he did good in that one too. So I'm excited. Between what I've seen from Game of Thrones and that movie with Matt Damon, I mm. get the feeling like he'll be a natural fit for this type. I mean, granted, Star Wars is a, a sci-fi, but yet deal with the Mandalorian like I could see a lot of the tropes from Game of Thrones and mm. and even that great wall kind of coming he in there.
0: He kind of reminds me of the uh, dude what played Inigo Montoya in The Princess Bride.
1: He has that sort yeah, of same Mandy vibe. Yeah,
0: Yeah, he has that kind of vibe to him, doesn't he? Some suave confidence, yeah. swashbuckling
1: well, and even his line to the mountain uh, during the mountain, the Vipers fight, where he's talking about his sister. You know, he's like, "You murdered her." Like he had a line in that one, very similar to that. No, no, I could see that. He definitely has a man oh, that's true.
0: vibe. Oh, that's true. That's probably what made me think of it. To to be Possibly. honest. Possibly. Um, so uh, that th- th- this is the same. Um, <laughs> uh, they they recently when they talked about the new um, Cassian Andor series, which you guys talked about last <laughs> week. Um, we did, we did yeah, touch yeah. on that, yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited. It, it does kind of point to that, um, but, but he's, he's not the only one. And it, it, I kind of consider this related because yeah. um, actress Gina Carano is has also just joined. I know her from Deadpool. That's, that's what I know her from. But she is also, according to The Hollywood Reporter, joining Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian. And... Um, Again, just a reminder. This is—it's it, actually hard for me to keep this stuff straight. Reminder: Mandalorian. <laughs> this is the one that Jon Favreau is attached to writing, producing, yeah. along with Kathleen Kennedy, Colin Wilson, and let's not forget Dave Filoni. Which is again, really cool that he's crossing over into the live-action world, even as a producer. Right. Um, that's that's really really exciting. And like, this is also the one with directors like Taika Waititi, Bryce Dallas Howard, like that. I'm. I'm most hyped about this series. Like, And I know you guys talked about it a little bit last week, but to throw my brief two cents in, was a little underwhelmed by choosing Cassian Andor as a character for a, a new series. I feel like they could have done better, or at least that's the way they announced it. If it's sort of a rebellion series and it happens to have Cassian Andor as one of the stars, but it's marketed and framed and the story's more about the rebellion, that's that's a good direction to go. But if it's like, hey, this is Cassian Andor, this, the misadventures of... The crazy rebel dude—that's that doesn't well, excite me as much.
1: Here's here's something that most casual people aren't going to have picked up in Rogue One though. Cassian is a fulcrum agent. Yeah. Like, the cream de la creme of the Rebellion at this point. I mean, Ahsoka Tano is one, the most notable one that we know of, but there were more out there. Um, yeah. You know, so I think that that's an opportunity that they can do more with that character. Because like, remember, he's been in this fight since he was six years old. I mean, we could see him being a more prominent... He could be the Kobe Bryant of the Rebellion.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, and, it, it, and I think, like, her... Yeah, I'm I assuming she's i I'm assuming, which is always a dangerous thing to do, that she is a Mandalorian, uh, Gina Carano. But she's like a former MME, uh, MMA fighter. Um, mm-hmm. she crossed over in Fast. I just remembered she's in Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, so she definitely has yep. that that sort of. Oh, what's the other girl from Fast and Furious? Oh, why am I blanking on names? Mark your. Oh, Rousey. Uh no, no, but that's no no. Um Oh, oh, uh Rodriguez? Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. She kind of yeah. has that sort of Michelle Rodriguez take no crap uh type of vibe to her. So I can, well,
1: I, I think anytime you get an MMA lady in there, you know, you know you're you going gotta, to get some bombastic fighting. Exactly. We got to do some brought. great stunts. Yeah. Yeah. She brought that to Fast and the Furious. When she went up against Rodriguez, I remember watching the documentary where Rodriguez almost crapped her pants. She's like, uh, um, wait, you want me to go in there to What? Like and and just the way that she did that, everything about it. Leads me to believe that she's going to be a Mandalorian. Like I, I, yeah. I almost feel like you'd be like It'd be gross kind of a shame not to. of resources to put her in any <laughs> other role. <laughs> like I'm,
0: yeah, uh, I'm looking. I just did a quick uh, image search and all the all these MMA and fighting pictures, and I'm like, yeah, she could beat me up. I would not. Right? I would not farewell in that encounter at all um but yeah that's some some exciting updates uh from the mandalorian by far the um project well the project i'm most excited about in star wars right now that i think i'm just gonna enjoy most mm. is probably and it's weird to say till we get more details on the benny hoff weiss thing it's clone wars
1: Duh, the return of Clone Wars,
0: right? I mean, are you, are basically, you still still happy with what we got? <laughs> I know, exactly. Um, it's it, th- That's kind of where I am. But until then, like until I get more news, uh, I, I, maybe episode, if, if you be fair, maybe episode nine ekes out a little bit. But sort of like right now, what I think about, what I'm excited about, it's weird, but it's it's Clone Wars.
1: I don't find you're that weird at all. you listening to the um, Star cause, cause Wars For report. me, a big issue I'm having. It's and, against and my our program. patrons can understand i've been having this chat a lot with them in the patron chat i'm not ready to walk away from the jedi so going back to the clone wars you know i just i just sat in two days ago my son was watching the genosis episodes and i just you know i sat down and i'm watching them and i'm just blown away by the the gravity of those episodes you know i mean the way that they just thrust you right in and you feel like you're right there with the jedi generals leading their clones on these you know bombastic wars on these planets that they don't necessarily have ties to like i I just love that aspect of it and getting back to that again really excites me and so for those of you that are just jumping on to the star wars report you haven't been paying attention to older episodes here they are returning back to the clone wars to give us a couple more seasons or at least one more season
0: Uh, one more season one more season yeah Yeah. hey also i should sound slightly better because i just sent you the correct microphone <laughs> uh, oh, definitely. Which is where you do because it's so funny. like I was all ready to go, like I had all the like the perfect audio things queued up, and then I realized, oh yeah, Mark can't hear it. Which is so like that's why we will go to. Oh. You're listening to the Star Wars report. <laughs> it's against my programming to impersonate a deity. Hmm. Well, yes, it is. Bum but Yeah. So let's talk about this. Um, the Oh, i, I sorry. My, my notes are all over the place. Uh, apologies. But uh, let's start back to Star Wars Land. Uh, Star Wars mm-hmm. Land updates, specifically this hotel at Disney World. We have some new uh, details courtesy of like a permit of some kind. Mark, what's uh, what's going on here? Well, I mean, it makes sense if you're going to go down to Star Wars
1: at, you know, Star Wars Land down at Disneyland or Disney World. You're going to want to go and stay somewhere. And if you're going to stay somewhere, where better to stay than a place that's in-universe-ish, right? Well, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess we got a new permit out there that's been uh, put out for a new Star Wars hotel. But the big thing that really jumps out to most Star Wars fans is the number of rooms. Only 68 rooms to be available, which, of course we already feel like Disneyland and Disney World are going to become just a giant queue line for Star Wars Land, so uh, why only 68 rooms? I mean, that to me, that seems like these rooms are going to be the creme mm. de la creme, the uh, Club Six, uh, 33, if you will. It's of, basically uh, Star
0: Wars Room. Club 33, right? Mm. It's an exclusive... If you want the exclusive full experience of Star Wars Land, if you are of Galaxy's Edge, you need to pay your $1,000 a night to come to this resort. And we'll do it. I would do it. I'm honestly. So the two
1: main sticking points that contend uh, the schematics pertain to the number of rooms it will feature, which is probably a lot smaller than you would expect for a project of this magnitude and expected popularity. They say heading towards the back of the hotel now, we get a peek at the guest
0: room. Okay. Apparently
1: called cabins. Kind of gives you an idea. Yeah, like a ship's cabin. You feel like you're on a ship, uh, maybe like one of the Republic Cruise Lines or something. Right in line. It looks like they'll have two sizes a regular size cabin and a larger first class cabin. Mm. Uh, The first floor has 32 regular cabins and two first class cabins. So the second floor has an identical layout. This hotel could have as few as 68 rooms. They're referring to it as the transport hall indicating transportation between the hotel and Galaxy's Edge will be provided via use of shuttle buses. So, so that's kind of cool. And if eh, you think can about Can I park this, there for a sec, Mark?
0: Uh, a yeah, couple absolutely. things. All right. So you just... Uh, so a couple... Wow, there's so much there. The first right. thing um, that's perfectly in line uh, with everything we've seen in the concept art of sort of the ship's cabins, that it's the interior of the spaceship. And the fact... The, the 68 rooms is kind of the headline. I want to deal with that part first and then t- deal with this transport hall thing second. The first part, the 68 rooms, that kind of falls in line with the theory that this is not a hotel. It is an immersive experience. It is a Westworld. You're paying to go, and there will be actors there, and there will, you'll be provided with food and a story and challenges and an experience that puts you in the Star Wars universe. It's not staying in a Star Wars-themed hotel. And that so fewer rooms means it, it'll take more staff, more uh, more staff, more money, more uh, accommodation to, to get that experience, it'll be hard to replicate that if it were, you know, 700 rooms, right? So I think that that falls perfectly in line with what we're thinking there. Um, this transport hall, let's not roll by this because it's right at the end of the piece here. And This is from Jedi News. We'll have it in the show notes uh, for the episode. But um, this transport hall, uh, transportation between the hotel and Galaxy's Edge. This is the um is provided via the use of shuttle buses guests will be, have a specially designed walkway that will take them from the hotel to the shuttle and from the shuttle to the drop off at the park now this is mark my words the exclusive entry into Galaxy's Edge where you don't have to go through Hollywood Studios, you don't have to go through yep. any other parks, you don't have to go to any other transit hub or anything in one consistent story uh, experience. Your protocol droid comes and escorts you down to the transport ship like Attack of the Clones. You can have an awkward mm-hmm. conversation about you know, about democracy. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> uh, you know, but that kind of thing where right? it's like literally a shuttle that takes you and lands on Batuu and there you are. I could totally so see that.
1: I, I'm envisioning like a subway train. I'm I'm envisioning, you know, not a monorail. And if they do do a monorail, it's enclosed. I'm seeing hyperspace. You're going to be shuttling through hyperspace and arriving at your destination. That to me seems like everything Disney has done. It'd be if hard. It be, uh, Tinker Bell, you know, uh, the Toy Story. The way that they go immersive. Right and if you're going to go all this well, trouble to give you a little shuttle path on your riding shuttles, you're going to be in a tunnel with lights that looks like you're going through hyperspace.
0: I calling it now. Like like so they literally like build a tunnel for the buses to mm-hmm. to go through so it feels like you're going Yeah, I could totally see that. And that'd be amazing. Well, I mean, I
1: could see him making it a train where it's all like think about Obi-Wan getting off on episode 3, I don't and he's think... talking to Anakin like you go deal with the politicians, uh, you know, oh, oh, yeah, I'm going to go deal yeah, with
0: this. yeah, uh, that doesn't doesn't count. Um, right. I always thought it was weird that he said doesn't twice there. But that doesn't. <laughs> that's
1: that's because doesn't. that's how important that scene was doesn't. in the backstory. But but you know you, you had us parking. But what I wanted to mention before we got parked was we kind of get a test run of this with the Star Wars cruise lines because oh, yeah. they did similar to that with their rooms. You know
0: that's true. I didn't even think about that. The Star Wars Disney cr- cruise. I know we've had a couple mm-hmm. listeners go on those and have have, have raved about the experiences as amazing. But yeah, that's a good point. Um, and uh, oh, and then uh, let's let's talk about. Hey, remember there was a Star Wars movie that came out this year. I don't know if you remember it. A little thing uh, that Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, um, I have predictions about I, this one. I'm I'm actually when this one came out, I kind of did a little fist pump to myself. Oh, totally. Like Mark, you listen. You're like we're all human. You like being right, and you to- <laughs> I don't I don't remember you saying this specifically, but I do remember. You calling this is like, yeah, you know, maybe people just aren't into it. And well, they'll come in for the Blu-ray sales. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's a flop. They're not. They're going to be just the same as all the others. But no, it's doing really well with Blu-ray sales. This is a piece in Epic Stream. Um, uh, and actually, they link to a tweet in Geek Furious. Uh, Solo Star Wars story sold 789,000 Blu-ray units in its first week compared to The Last Jedi, which did 1000000 uh seven hundred thousand in its first week. I've I've been saying solo would be well if it did outside of Edge of Tomorrow numbers, but it actually did more than double that movie. So by comparison, not nearly as much, but when you compare box office to box office, the ratio is way, way better for the sales. So I guess what they're saying is there was a drop-off in Blu-ray sales as compared to Last Jedi Blu-ray sales, but not nearly the drop-off between Last Jedi or Force Awakens Blu-ray sale uh, thea- theatrical take versus... Um,
1: See... The only number I would like to see in mix of this would be Rogue One's numbers because Rogue One and Solo are the only two films that take place outside of the main saga, as it were. Um, So I think that that kind of plays against Solo, whereas, you know, Last Jedi and Force Awakens have that in their favor. Everybody wants to know the continued story. Um, But I've always felt like, you know, when they went back to May, that was a nostalgia reason of why they did it. And I feel like. After everything was said and done and the sand was settled, we learned May is not a good place for Star Wars stuff. May is owned by Marvel. It is a marvelous May. And that is, you know, that is what happens in May. Everyone's ready for that. They got their money going. And I mean, even in this, you know, Four week period, granted, it goes back into April because they shifted where Avengers came out. But if you take that four week period, you know, you had two, almost three Marvel movies in there and everybody was waiting for it. You know, we knew that was coming. We had our money saved. And then, bam, here's Solo coming at the end of the month. You know, maybe if it was earlier in the month, like on the 4th of May or something, people were like, well, I have only so much money this month. I'm going to go see Solo Waltz out now. No, they went and saw the other movies first and then had no money for Solo or they didn't have any more free time. I know for me, I only took my son to go see it. My my dad still hasn't seen it. Like I mean, I and I feel terrible about this. I got to get this movie bought. I'm I'm one of the ones that needs to buy this movie still. Uh, but I really feel like May was what really did it. Like there was a perfect storm of all these other things, but May really hurt the rewatch value. You know, I wasn't able to get as much time to go back and take other people to see this as I would in December. I have a lot more free time in December
0: than I do in May. Yeah, and I know that's the case for a lot of people too. They did you kind of. Like that um, December release, yeah. I'm looking. I was trying to find um, numbers for Rogue One, but they weren't readily Googleable, unfortunately, because that would be the best comparison. But it, regardless, it seems like good news, though. Uh, at least you know. I, I let. Let's be fair. It, it was not falling short of expectations is not failing. So Solo is not a failure by any stretch right? of the imaginations. Um, it's just to be fair, uh, short of what I think Disney wants for their s- theatrical films. They want tentpole mm-hmm. Marvel style numbers. And that's, and that, listen, that's what you want. You want, you want Star Wars to be a big mainstream epic success. And the fact that the release patterns uh, has, has reeled back and the fact that they're not really they're getting away from this Star Wars story thing. I think all of these bode well for the future. Um, I'll be really interested to see though if the episode 9 box office numbers drop based on the Last Jedi controversies or, I, if, or if maybe the controversy helped it. You know, somehow, I, you know, I don't
1: think the controversy is going to hurt it. I think because they've pushed it back into December and the fact that it's wrapping up a trilogy uh, or even wrapping up the saga. I think all these things are going to play even the most diehard I cannot stand the new canon people I want legends only are going to come and watch this movie. You know, I mean, that it's it, You know, love it or hate it, you're going to be in the seats for this one, or you're going to have a friend that's telling you all about it because, you know, people are going to be talking about it when it comes to an end. And I think that that's going to definitely factor hard into the seat and sale numbers. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Never tell me the odds. That's right. You are listening to the Star Wars Report. Big thanks to everyone supporting us directly over at patreon.com slash starwarsreport. Get our weekly bonus rogue transmissions right there. Patreon.com slash Report. He's worth
1: a lot to me. As you wish
0: that's right ladies and gentlemen it's time for boba's bounty that time of the episode where we talk about something we did or experienced listened to or liked in the world of star wars this week just a bit of our star wars fandom and we're sharing it with you um mark i was at uh walmart was it a regular walmart or super Uh, regular uh, regular regular walmart uh here in the metropolis of san angelo texas You know, uh, sometimes you can find some real gems at the regular ones because everyone's going to the super Walmart. Mm, That's right. You know, (laughs) and actually I think that's a fair because there are two Walmarts in this town and it is not the super one. But in fact, the regular Walmart. Uh, Mm -hmm. But as I was, I was, as you do, waltzing along the aisles and I just like swing by the clearance section. Uh, yeah. As you do. In fact, I've got it. It's, it's behind me. I don't know how successful this will be because I don't know how long my – Are my headphones going to reach this thing? Let's find out. It's not, <laughs> it's not dangerous at all. You can do it. I, I, Luke took it, down a Death Star with less. <laughs> there ah, it is. I'm coming. Oh, oh, I'm knocking over stuff. I'm knocking. Oh, oh, God. All right. Uh, that's a little little theater of the mind there. I've been standing it the tank now. Um, they have Star Wars The Last Jedi Force Link four-pack. Um right? I don't know what this sounds about in the last Jedi. This could make this I this could be a commentary on collect the state of collecting when it comes to Star Wars and The Last Jedi and its successes and failures therein as far as characters go. Um but it's the pack with it's the battle on crate pack featuring Rey in her crate defense outfit. Uh it also features Rose in her crate defense outfit. And then it has, for their opponents, a first-order gunner and a first-order walker driver. Oh, nice. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, uh, and uh, really cool. And, and so, like, it's a, it was a $25 pack, right, for the four-pack? That's what, uh, what it retailed at. But uh, there's, like, a series of yellow stickers on it. <laughs> like, here we go, $13. It start, Well, actually, I wonder if I can actually peel this off and look at the first one. Hmm. No, it's not coming off. Maybe this one will work. This it's is It's like
1: that one fisherman at the stocked lake that's like got the one worm and he's just like breaking off a little bit more. Oh, please work. Please yeah. work. Somebody bite.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's see let's see if this one. Yeah, what first clearance, alright, so it was $24.95. Second <laughs> sticker that I, I'm literally peeling them back to look at them. $19. Alright, not too bad. Third sticker. Uh, Thirteen dollars for this Force Link uh, four pack, and then final sticker on it, right at the front there, five dollars. Nice. So, um. Uh. Listen, I I obtained Ray Rose and their first order opponents on the cheap. Um, nice. Uh, for five dollars, I don't even collect these action figures, but even I can't walk <laughs> by four Star Wars action figures for five dollars. <laughs> uh, from The Last Jedi. I don't even know what Force Link is. That tells you how much I follow collecting. Because I've, I've heard people it's, say it.
1: It's kind of like when they had, uh, with the prequel trilogies, you had the communicator and it had the little voice talk things, Oh, yeah,
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar um, to that. I also bought a Lego set. I bought the, uh, and it's, it's all prequel love. Uh, okay because
1: I, as a kid I Wait, wait, I, I, they're still I, making prequel Lego sets or this is this the one the thing. Been it's the thing. No,
0: it is totally. Look at this. In the current lineup, I've paid full price for it. The current lineup. Hear that beautiful sound? Ooh. Um, the current lineup, it, they have the duel on Naboo. It's um and I don't know how well you may or may not be able to see this, Mark. Uh, your camera's off. Put it
1: back on. Uh, I got to see this.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, here gonna I got to turn on my I'm, camera. I'm
1: curious. You yeah. had me at Naboo because of, da-da, da-da.
0: It, Ooh, okay. mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it is that scene. Oh,
0: yep. God, it is that is indeed. awesome. How it much is literally pay? the Duel of the Fates, and it's a fairly small set, so it's not too expensive. I paid $25, which, well, by the way, bad. kind of depressing that this size Lego set costs $25. You know, yeah. it, it keeps going and up. The fact in price. That I'm like,
1: that's not bad because I know how much Lego sets cost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, but the thing is, is that as a kid, the only way to get the Darth. This is really. I say as a kid, this is like high school, which was like peak me buying Star Wars Lego. I have so much in storage <laughs> back home. Um, but um, I always wanted the Darth Maul minifig. But the way you could, only way you could get it, the only set at the time was if you bought the Sith infiltrator, which was like hundred dollars or something ridiculous like that. So I, it was way it too was expensive. Not way. So now you, I have the Darth Maul minifig and the Qui Gon minifig and Obi Wan, which and I just love. The, it's, it's like my nostalgia. I know everyone who, everyone who, all of you people who grew up in the original trilogy era, yes, laugh at me. I have so much nostalgia for the idea that I have a Qui Gon Jin and Darth Maul minifig, and I so am thrilled.
1: What you need to be looking for is yeah. they had a set around that same time that were singles. Um, I've got a few of them. Darth Maul, I believe, is one of the ones that I have on my set. I got Vader. I've got Palpatine. I got Luke. Uh, I got Han. But they were literally like four ninety nine. I got a Boba Fett, uh, and it was. The minifigure on a stand with a little card on the back that had the picture of the minifigure on one side and a little description on the back. I and mean, they were like four ninety nine. I think that's the only place you're gonna be able to find a Darth Maul without buying a whole set, like you said. I mean, that's definitely definitely a cool score. Um, I love that scene. Every, every time I think of that scene, I think of the uh, the recent trailers for Bohemian Rhapsody with uh Malik playing Freddie Mercury and this is probably oh, yeah. cue the operatic section.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard that movie was good too, by the way. Oh, Oh,
1: it was good. I watched that and uh, A Star is Born in the same 24-hour period. Nice. Both were really good. It was very hard for me to say which one I liked better uh, because the acting in both of them is so spot on. But I have to give it to *A Star Is Born*. I like the story of that one a little bit better. Granted, you know *Bohemian Rhapsody* is more of a documentary-ish, but uh, they're both just absolutely great movies. Great time for musicals in that mm. regard. Yeah. Don't take you from that *Star Wars*. I don't need I I don't need a *Star Wars*
0: musical just yet. I take it. Uh, I'd go I'm, for I, it.
1: I don't know. Like maybe *Lego*. You maybe must LEGO,
0: use but... the force. You remember that video?
1: You must... Yes.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey guys, it's about that time. So long, farewell, Al Vader goodbye. Uh, episode three hundred fifty-seven of the Star Wars Report podcast is in the can. You can stay in touch with the show. Uh, stay in touch with us. We love it. Uh, social media. It's just Star Wars Report on Twitter and of course on Facebook. You can find us there. Marcus at illogicalrogue2 on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Riley guy. R i l e y the Riley guy on. Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, Snapchat. Make sure you follow us all there. Good times to be had. Good times to be had. Um, we, uh, we are out of time. We have a, this awesome email from Matt Marks. Matt, I just want to shout out cause I got it right here in front of me. We, we're going to get to it next week. Uh, Mark, if you'll leave that in the notes for the next episode, um, oh, yeah. we'll get to, uh, it, we ran out of time today, unfortunately, but I just want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone who's, uh, been enjoying the show, leaving us ratings and, re- and reviews on iTunes. That really makes a difference. Go, uh, StarWarsReport.com slash iTunes or just in the Apple Podcasts app. And a big big shout out and thank you to everyone supporting the show at Patreon.com slash StarWarsReport. We need your support and we have some awesome bonus content and rewards for you. Check them out at Patreon.com slash StarWarsReport. When you hear us talk about that rogue transmissions, that's what we're talking about. So hey, may the force be with you and many bothans died to bring you this podcast. (laughs) i'm leaving that in too all right stopping the recorder here good show good show uh what is our i don't even know what our record time is oh look right at half an hour not too bad a short show i know but i'm really tight on time